All right, Grimmy, Grimmy, here we go. Boom. Boom. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. On my right-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel. Okay. Uh, today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Sons of Butcher has a new EP out called Lockdown in Seal Town, which was released on June 19th via Infamous Butcher Records. Right now, I'm being joined by Ricky Butcher to share some more information about what the the sons, I'm going to say the boys, the Butcher Boys, that's a different thing altogether. The uh, <laughs> Sons of Butcher have got going on. So, Ricky, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Super glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely great to have you on. Dig what you guys are doing. Love the, uh, I don't know, do you call it parody stuff? Like, it's not really a parody. What would it be a parody of? But I guess yeah, it's more like it's more just like comedy party rock kind of thing. Yeah. That works, and then taking on the, I don't know, what do you call it? Just this, what's going on? Yeah, the current times. It's just like, you know, I was wondering what would Saul, Doug, and Ricky be up to during this lockdown? You know, they, they're they uh, pretty volatile at best of times, so now they're all locked in the shop together, and, you know, what could possibly go wrong? So that's sort of uh, the driving force of the EP was... Uh, just updating everyone on what these characters have been up to since there's no show currently on the air anymore. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, I guess take us through then, was that something that you guys wanted to do consciously or did you guys just start writing some tunes and then it just, you know, one thing led to another and you thought, you know what, this would be kind of cool if we take these tunes and package them as an update. Yeah. What happened? Like, um, you know, we got the rights back recently, so we have been trying to make a pilot ourselves, which is taking a long time, but we have the help of Patreon. People are there giving us money, helping us make it. So we've done a few versions, and now we're almost finished the pilot, and we're going to try pitching it to networks, try to get the show back. So as a result, we've all been chatting and doing weekly live streams on our Sons of Witcher Facebook and stuff. And so we've actually been spending more time together than ever uh, in the last 10 years. And so as a result... Um, I happened to just write this song quarantine as a joke and, and then, uh, I dabbled the speaking moistly cover. And then my brother wrote lyrics for the song, which later became F and confused, which is, uh, about the pandemic and what to believe all the information. So once he sent me that <laughs> and I, I had a song that I was writing for Doug anyway, so I just sent him that he sang on it, sent it back. And I was like, oh, I like that. And then so that plus the other two. And then I thought, I'm just going to ask Dave if he wants to do a couple of Saul songs. Then we have a real Sons of Butcher EP here. And so I asked him. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm not doing anything. And everyone's in lockdown. So he, uh, he did it. And then I was just like, oh, five songs. Let's just do an EP. And they're all thematically the same. So let's just do it. And that's kind of how it was all born. It's all just happened to, you know, we're all just sitting around reflecting on what these characters might be up to and as a result these tunes just came out of nowhere <laughs> yeah pretty neat. yeah no it is pretty neat i mean you bring up so many interesting things there uh we could chat about for the next five hours and so i think that <laughs> yeah, yeah. thankfully we don't have anywhere else to go uh <laughs> but yeah. you, said, you said it pretty much started with this track called quarantine and so i guess my first question then is number one with the spelling i guess what are you trying to get at because it's spelled spelled differently? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's like a little nod to like Ricky Butcher's, um, you know, his whole like mo is singing about sex and drugs and partying, and he's very got a very much like teenage aesthetic to everything he does. Even though now Ricky Butcher's forty, <laughs> like back that's in creepy. the show, he was supposed to be like eighteen back in the show, and so you know, there's songs like underage party and like all this, all this like dicey 
kind of content. But as a result, this song with the teen instead of the regular teen, uh, that was brought up by our guitar player. He's like, shouldn't it be quarantine? And I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. It should be. Mm-hmm. Just because it's a, kind of a Ricky, it started out as a Ricky solo song. And I started playing it on like various like COVID um, like benefits and stuff like that, acoustic versions. And so I started to pick up some tracks and people liked it. So then I did a full rock version and, and then I was like, yeah, this is definitely Sons of Butcher material, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then something else that you had mentioned there is um, got the rights back to, to the show, making a pilot for the show and then pitching it to the networks. So I'm just interestingly curious, what goes into that process? Do you need to get a management team that reaches out to other managers? How does this whole thing work? How do you pitch a pilot to a network? Yeah, in the early days versus now, uh, like I was working on the Red Green Show and I met all the right people to like a production company, SNS Productions, to take it to the broadcaster and pitch it for me, like guys in suits type of thing. Even though I was there, but I was for sure minimized in those meetings because I'm just some long haired young, you know, skid from Hamilton. The suits got us the gig and that was awesome. But nowadays, way harder, way vast uh, amount of content out there, lots of platforms. So now, luckily for us, and hopefully this is uh, works out, but a couple of the execs on our show from back in the day have gone on to do bigger things. And so they're kind of poking around looking at what we're doing now. We're hoping that maybe if they like what we're doing, that they will take it to the people f- uh, for us. Because we certainly don't know how to pitch um, anything just as much as the next guy <laughs> these days. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I guess my next question is, why not just create a YouTube channel and be in control of it yourselves? Is there something, an appeal to being on a network? Yeah, we thought about doing that, but the pro- the big problem is that the, the show can't really be done for no money because it's like quite an undertaking with all the animation. And we even tried to streamline the process by making all the heads video heads, so it's less animation. And uh, it's easier to do now just to shoot people on the green screen and stick their heads. Like we're doing it with fans, like send in your heads and we'll include you in the crowd scene or whatever. And we just cut them out and throw them on in there on cartoon bodies. So it's like, you know. South Park type stuff. <laughs> yeah. So like it's quite a process. So to do it ourselves, we would need probably a big giant Patreon base. Right now we have like, we've, we've got around uh, 70 or so. We had a, over 100 in the, in the heat of it all. But nowadays it's like um, the year has gone by. We've gotten a couple scenes done. It does take forever. So basically, we to do it properly, we need a, a bunch of people, animators, a group, like a production company, and like just actually do it properly with budget. And seemingly can't really get that right now with YouTube or even Patreon for that matter. So we're trying to take it to the, the bigger um, money people, and then that way we can do it the way it's intended, which is a season, and then a new album, and then a tour of Canada each time. Wow. That would be amazing. That sort of was the original dream for the show, and we did two seasons, two tours, and then it got canceled. But we um, are you know, hoping that maybe the networks can see the value. Nobody's done video heads on cartoon bodies ever since. I don't know if that's because it's weird looking or if just no one's uh, done it. And so it's still sort of like a Sons of Butcher look. So it's like I feel like we should just capitalize on the fact that we're the only video head cartoon body show there is really. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you bring up a good point. And I think that's why I mentioned South Park, because a lot of people don't know that the reason that the animation looked the way it did is because they couldn't afford to do it better. Yeah, exactly. 
and exactly. kind of becomes its own thing after a while. Well, surprisingly, um, the new pilot looks way better than the show ever looked, in my opinion. Like, yeah, they look it looks a little different, and so the the, the hardcore fans might say, "I don't like the, the new look," but the new look is like HD head, so you can really see all the the reactions, the smile lines. You can see all the like facial stuff you want to see. Before it was kind of blobby, like a cartoon on purpose, but I think it looks better like this. And also the backgrounds look way better now. The the um, background guy we, we use, Jason Deesberg, he just kept at it, and his stuff just keeps getting slicker and more beautiful. So it's like <laughs> it's really it's really popping now. Like, and plus we got like some new uh, characters in it. We got B. A. Johnson, who's this uh, Hamilton artist who's amazing. He's he's playing B. A. Butcher. So we got all these new heads and a new look, and it just feels like um, inspired now. You know, rebooted. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then speaking of rebooted. Uh, part of the compilation ended up being uh, a cover of Speaking Moistly, which obviously is Edmonton's own. I can't remember the guy's name, but I remember reading the news article and thinking, somebody in Edmonton just did that? <laughs> yeah, I uh, heard that and loved, just instantly loved the song that he made. And so uh, it just was in my head, and I just pictured it heavy. And I just happened to be talking to Andy Colonico from Revive the Rose. He's this uh, Welland band. And he just interviewed me, so I was doing that tune and thought it'd be cool to do like a trade-off verses and choruses with this other dude and have a guest singer on the track. And so then he agreed, and we just kind of threw that together, and then we shot that gross video. I don't know if you saw the video, but we're just speaking, <laughs> speaking I, moisture. I saw it. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah, lots of moisture flying. There is lots so. of moisture flying. <laughs> Yeah, we made sure to do lots of green screen so that there was no actual moisture uh, flying. <laughs> so it's kind of like trick shots, but all in all, it's uh, it's pretty gross for sure. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And if you want to check out that music video, you can do so by going to today's show notes at www.therockmetalpodcast.ca. Now, I'm guessing that the reason that this particular song, Speaking Moistly, got the music video is just because like, immediately you thought, well, I know how to make a music video for this. Yeah, no, exactly. I was like, it was actually coming out in like a week, and I was like, I really wanted a video for this, but we couldn't shoot because of lockdown restrictions. So finally, it was like, you know, days away, and we're like, let's just get together, stay six feet apart, and shoot this in the backyard. Get a hose, get a spray bottle, let's just do our best, and Hopefully, and originally I was like, oh, let's just make a lyric video. So it's like really like low um, budget and like no one's going to worry about how good it is. It's just for the lyrics, just to read the lyrics, like a visualizer. But then it, it, I liked how it turned out. We got my buddy uh, Rob Lindsay from uh, Paradox Pictures. He also worked on Air Farce. I used to work with him on Air Farce at CBC. And he, he, uh, he cut it up and edited it for us. So he's really the reason it's so amazing is he's got a great vision and a great sense of timing. So he made this awesome cut, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I really like this. Let's uh, let's just release it as an actual video." That's when I contacted Asher. And I was like, "Hey man, this is coming out like tomorrow, but is there any way you can get I, it out there?" I bet he loved that. <laughs> he hates that. <laughs> I bet he yeah. was so excited. I love it when bands hit me up last minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to give him more lead time now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if Asher's listening in, which he better be, then uh, you know. Thank you for doing what you do so that we could be in touch with this fine young man. <laughs> Asher's awesome. I love that guy. Yeah, I know. Uh, especially when he makes his way out, out west and we can chat about, I don't know, things things you do in Edmonton. He seems to be happier here than I am. So, I mean, I, we always talk about how we're going to switch. 
I'll go. I'll go live in Montreal and eat poutine every day, and he can come out to Edmonton to do whatever it is you do in Edmonton. We had some great shows at Edmonton. Like that was one of the best first big shows we ever had was Edmonton in 2006. Huge turnout, a Starlight Lounge, I think, or something like that. Starlight Room. Yeah, yeah, no, I can see that. If you guys can pack the Starlight Room in Edmonton, then that's really good. And um, we definitely. What I will say about the Edmonton, I'm not from Edmonton originally. I'm from Winnipeg. Um, but I've noticed that Edmonton is a fairly heavy metal community. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They, it's, they, it's just like never disappointed in, in Alberta ever with our shows. Very good to know. Now, something else you had mentioned when we were initially chatting was that uh, you were working on finishing up another music video, not for these two tracks, Quarantine or Speaking Moistly, but for another track on the EP called Lockdown in Steel Town, which is the... Uh, closes out the EP because we open up with Lockdown Phase 1 and then we close out with Lockdown in Steel Town. Um, and Steel Town being Hamilton, yeah? Yes, sir. Actually, the next the video I'm working on right now is Lockdown Phase 1. Okay. And and it's actually, it came up, came up about because I wanted to thank the Patreon fans for all their dedication for the whole year. And so I was like, I had this idea that we could just shoot this video where it's like Saul Butcher's at home, he gets a delivery. And then he like sees a Zoom dance party going on. It's just one guy dancing. So he goes over and he's like, this, this looks fun. And he hits invite. And then next thing you know, it populates a Zoom conference with like all the fans who, who start popping up on the screen, including the band who's playing. And it just becomes a huge gallery view of fans rocking out. And then it just intercuts the band with the fans for the rest of the video. And, and then, of course, at the end, Saul leaves his Zoom on and does something embarrassing, which we all see. And so that was the whole concept of the video. And so I had to get all the fans who were interested to come and meet me on Zoom at 8 p.m. on this one specific day so I can get the shots of them arriving to the call. Then they all sent me their own videos of them replicating what they did on that night so I could cut to them on a single. And then I just put it all together. So it's this kind of big fan collage video. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I always love fan videos because my first question always is, did you think it would be as easy as it was to put together a fan video? And were you surprised by the, I'm guessing, apparent inundation of uh, answers to your request? You know, what's funny is I work in television. Uh, in, like I work in all kinds of live TV and, and packaged TV shows. And, and like these fans were so amazingly professional. They all came at the right time. But then they got there. They did exactly what they're supposed to do. There's no confusion. Nobody was pissed off. It was just like such an awesome experience. And I got everything I could possibly have wanted and more for free from these amazing fans. So the least I can do is make a cool video out of it. You know, I got super stoked. It was way easier than I thought. I thought it was going to be a, a complete disaster because a lot of people that heard together. And if everyone talks at the same time on Zoom, you know, no one can hear anything. So but it was very quiet. I, I think me and Max and uh, Dave were the only ones talking and everyone knew exactly what was up and. And uh, they all delivered. They all sent me their their single shots so I could cut to them. And it's just uh, turned out to be quite a cool little video after all. I wasn't sure what it was going to be. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And so that should be live by the time that we uh, air this episode. And if it is, then I'll go ahead and grab the link and I'll go ahead and post it. So if you are listening in still to the interview at this point, then hello. How are you? Congratulations. <laughs> and um, <laughs> what do you want Excuse me? What's that? Go go to today's show notes at www.therockmetalpodcast.ca and go ahead and check it out. Uh, now, I guess we've already gone and chatted about the EP because one of my things I was going to 
ask is it seems like as I was listening to the EP that it's logically ordered. Like it starts off at the beginning and just kind of gradually goes through uh, for a lack of we'll, we'll scientifically call it entropy. It goes through the entropy of what has been quarantine for a lot of people. Um, or more specifically, the Sons of Butchers. So I guess maybe take us through the EP. Am I right? Is it is it sequentially ordered with the, the tracks go? Yeah, it totally is. It starts out with Saul saying, uh, okay, he's got a runny nose, so now it's 14 days of quarantine, right? And then the second track is Ricky saying, it's day 14. So it's like those days have passed, and Ricky's had it. And then it's like Doug just being inundated, because as time went on with the pandemic, you, I'm sure everyone's news feed on their socials would fill up with all the different um, possibilities of what it really is. If it's not really a disease, then what is it? And blah, blah, blah. You know how it is. It's a million uh, speculations as to what it is. So <laughs> Doug, Doug just like, you know, is, he's already a bit of a, a conspiracy kind of dude, Loves, uh, believes in Bigfoot, you know, believes in everything. So Doug is naturally the one to be uh, conflicted with what to believe. So that, that was natural for Jay to write as Doug. And then, of course, speaking moistly, um, it's just like a great, um, going into the next phase song, like, you know, it's like, we're all coming out of the first intense thing. And now it's like, how can we go forward without infecting each other? So it's like a little tell, uh, a little instructional song rather. And then, yeah, locked out of steel town is the, the closer when, which, uh, basically they're about to kill each other from being together for so long, locked up. And obviously lots of incidences have happened <laughs> along the way. And so now they're just like had it. And now Saul's like super excited that they could actually open up and have two people at a time in the shop, you know? So he's like, it's like out of a, definitely a storytelling song where by the end, it's like a totally different vibe. It's like, now they're opening again. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, uh, kind of gave the plan selling the pilot to a network. And I'm really curious to hear how that goes. Uh, because that's something that, I get asked a lot, not for piloting shows, but uh, since I work with labels and managers and promoters, uh, I've been doing the podcast now for a few years, a question I get from bands is, how do we get onto a record label? And so I can answer that question, not a guarantee, obviously, but I can answer that question. But kind of an interesting one is on the similar side of the entertainment industry is, okay, in 2020, how would you go about getting onto a network? Um you know, what does that look like? Is would it would Amazon suit you, Amazon Prime, or would Netflix suit you, or are you still looking to get onto something similar to like what Teletoon was? Yeah, I think I think Netflix, and of course, there's a Canadian branch of the Comedy Network from the U.S. that started not that long ago. So, like that would be a huge um, natural inclination to go for them. Also, I wouldn't be rule out Teletoon even. Um, I'm sure that they they're the original network that uh, broadcasted Sons of Butcher. So it's like, maybe they'd like to revisit that and, and get back the first two seasons uh, as well. So they get a whole bunch of content for the pr one price. But, you know, who knows? I mean, I have no idea what the, who works there anymore. It's been a decade. So we're just kind of like feeling it out. Uh, but definitely like, you know, Netflix, Comedy Network Canada, and um, Teletoon are at the top of the pile. Then but really, we're not we're not picky. We just want to make the show again, you know. <laughs> cool, and uh, definitely looking forward to hearing the advancement on that because that is definitely some very exciting and very cool stuff. And uh, yeah, it's just you, something you'd mentioned is like, well, you know, back then this is what you would do, this is what you do now. It reminds me of uh, an interview with Chad Kroger where he said, "Man, I would hate to be starting Nickelback today because you know, 25 years ago or whatever it was, I knew how to get Nickelback 
onto the store shelves, but there's no store shelves anymore. What do I do? So. <laughs> yeah, like back in those days, it was like you'd hand like the demo tape to like somebody in the band or something, and then they'd give it to their manager. It's like that. Those kind of that's just like fables now. Like how does that happen now? There's no physical medium to hand off. You hand a vinyl record off. It's like not the same, you know. I know. Here's my USB stick. <laughs> yeah. They lose it. You know, no one listens to it anyway. It's just different. Back then, it was like a thing to hear. Nowadays, it's like you could drop that in two seconds and you'd, you'd hear a million other things in the same day. Like, there's so much content out there. Yeah. Groovy, groovy. Now, speaking of content and the plan to get, get the show on the network and come up with an album and, and do a tour, I guess more realistically, especially with the summer uh, kind of being a crapshoot for, for a lot of bands, um, what I guess is... What should we expect next? I guess just more music videos to promote the EP over the next couple of months? Yeah, I've got a bunch of different projects coming up. Like this EP was kind of like the last thing that I was doing. I was like, oh, this, and it happened to be the first thing to come out. But the next thing is my other band, Moonlight Desires. We do 80s covers of heavy, like heavy covers of 80s pop songs. And so we have an EP coming out in July called At The Movies. That's got four songs on it. And then in August, I'm doing. I want to do a Ricky Butcher solo album uh, called "Fuck the Album." Whoa! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it's 20 tracks, 19 minutes, and uh, it's basically it's like the guys are in the studio cutting a record. So there's like sketches mixed in. It's kind of the closest thing to like a Tenacious D record that we've done, where there's like some talking, some sketches, and some just jokes worked in. It's kind of like a listening experience. So that's the whole summer is going to be a content explosion until the fall. And then hopefully by the fall, we can start playing shows. Yeah, that would be absolutely fan-freaking-tastic. And uh, if those listening have not been to Hamilton in the fall, it is gorgy. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, uh, I live right by Gage Park, and it's like beautiful this time of year. Yeah, gorgeous. All right, well... Ricky, unless there's anything that you wanted to throw out there that I didn't ask about or bring up, I just wanted to thank you for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast. Oh, super awesome to be here, man. I appreciated you wanting me on here to talk. Awesome.